0: Open your Bibles with me this morning to the book of Revelation and chapter 14. Revelation chapter 14. And let's introduce our subjects and themes for this day by this passage. I would remind you that a beast in the Bible is a kingdom A nation, and so we have a beast here. We understand it very simply to be the pagan and papal Rome, but that is not the point that I'm after this morning. The point that I'm after is the distinction between men that is made in the four verses I'm going to read to you. Roman Revelation chapter 14, beginning at verse nine, and the third angel followed them saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. And they have no rest day nor night who worship the beast and his image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Amen and amen. The beast that was introduced in chapter 12 and continued in chapter 13 and is explained as a great whore in verses, in chapters 17 and 18 is pagan and papal Rome under the progression of that empire from one of pure pagan orientation to one of the papal system of the Roman Catholic Church. Those that received her mark, this is a book of figures and signs. There is no branding done in anyone's forehead at any time ever, nor is there ever a brand put in anyone's hand any time ever. This is a book of symbols and signs of those who have sworn allegiance and have given their minds over and their lives over to the beast. And the beast being pagan and papal Roman, that is all I'm going to say on it at this time because that is the least of our concerns. You know that the beast in this passage is the enemy of God. And those who receive his mark in their foreheads and in their hands and who worship him and his image are those that have set themselves against the God of heaven and chosen man-made form of worship instead of the Lord's. Those people, according to the 10th verse, shall drink... Of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture. There is no dilution. There is no mercy. There is no restraint on the wrath of God that is poured out against his enemies. This is contrary to everything that is taught today in almost every single pulpit. We are a severe minority and a very small remnant of those that will hold to the scriptures and what it says. God has no mercy nor restraint when he pulls off his long-suffering that he is presently showing toward the vessels of dishonor and the vessels of wrath. And these parties, according to the middle part of verse 10, shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. There are those that like to describe hell as being separated from God, That is not true. That is not found in the Bible. Hell is the presence of God and His wrath being poured out upon His enemies. Notice what it says. It is in the presence of the Lamb that these enemies of God are tormented day and night. And verse 11 says, The smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day nor night. They never get to rest. There is no relief. There is no peace. There is no quiet. There is no protection. There is no refuge. There is no mercy. And it's in the presence of the Lamb and in the presence of the holy angels that are a constant reminder to them of what they have been cut out from is the torment of an everlasting hell. And it is called torment here. And it is called the wine of the wrath of God and his indignation. And it's forever and ever. And it's described as fire and brimstone burning them up. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever. Here is the patience of the saints. There have been saints far greater than us who endured the persecution and the tormenting of the Roman Catholic Church, and of pagan Rome as well. And they cheerfully endured martyrdom. They would forgive their persecutors as they were burning in the flames. They cheerfully endured the negative events that God sent into their lives by the enemy of him and his son. And here is their patience. The difference is finally made. The rectification of all previous sins is made known to the universe, and the enemies of God's people are punished forever and ever. Here is their patience, and then here is their description. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. You don't need much help understanding what the commandments of God are. They are what the Bible tells us God expects from our lives. And if you are in the category there in verse 12, then you will not be in the category of those in verses 9 through 11. We cannot earn, nor can we even assist our eternal redemption, but we can sure lay hold of it by faith and obedience to the commandments of God. And the faith of Jesus is the faith that was once committed to the saints. It is the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the wholesome words of the Lord Jesus Christ. And thus we want to hold fast to it today by preaching the whole counsel of God and we want it to affect our lives in such a way that wherever we feel like cheating the Lord or wherever we feel like allowing sin to reign in our members, we will no longer cheat nor allow it to reign, but we will root it out of our lives and tear down any idols in our hearts that we might keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus and thus put ourselves Among those that are called saints, the sanctified ones, they would not receive the mark of the beast in their forehead, nor in their right hand, nor would they worship that beast, nor his image. This is the word of the Lord to us this morning. This is Holy Scripture. This is the truth of the gospel. This is the climactic book of our Bibles in describing the great difference that will soon be made when God... The judge of all sends his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, the lamb in this passage, to wreak vengeance on all his enemies. What a glorious passage it is. And because it's in the word of God, I delight in it, and I exhort you to delight in it as well. This is the truth of the word of God. The distinction made between those in verses 9 through 11 and those in verse 12, Is recorded for us this way in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 9 through 13. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. It is all of God. All glory to God, all praise to God, through Jesus Christ his Son that has saved us from this wrath to come and appointed us to spend eternity with Him. Let us pray. Holy Father, we bless and we adore Thee, Lord God Almighty. Amen. There is none but Thee in heaven or on earth that we must humble ourselves before and worship as the true and living God. We thank Thee that Thou hast revealed Thyself to us And we thank thee that thou hast revealed the future outcome of this world in these verses we have just read. Heavenly Father, we thank thee, and we praise thee, and we worship thee. And for the wine of the fierceness of the winepress of the wrath of God, we humble ourselves before thee, and we freely confess that we are as worthy or more worthy to be under your wrath than any of these in this passage But for your grace, our father in heaven, we thank thee that in grace and mercy, you chose us in Christ Jesus before the world began that we should be holy and without blame before Thee in love. We thank thee that you chose us to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. If it had not been for you to sanctify our souls by regeneration, the washing of regeneration, renewing of the Holy Ghost, And giving us a new man, we would never have believed the truth. We would have fallen as fast and worshipped as zealously as any the beast of revelation. Heavenly Father, we bless and praise Thee. We thank Thee for for loving us, that we might be Your beloved, that we might be Your saints. Grant us the same patience that our fathers in the faith showed at the stakes in Europe, in the Colosseum in Rome that we might be faithful with the small sacrifices that we have to make in our lives, that we might give our bodies a living sacrifice unto Thee. And Father in heaven, help us to keep and to hold fast to the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, the doctrine of Holy Scripture, once committed to the saints. Let us hold it fast and never move from it. Our Father, forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Blessed God, lead us in paths of righteousness, truth, and wisdom for your name's sake, that we would please thee well in all things. Our Father, if we measure ourselves by the scale and measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, we find ourselves wanting, and we ask you to forgive us and strengthen us by your power in our inner man, that we might live the way that we ought to live and be conformed to his perfect image. Where we are weak, give us strength. Where we are enticed with the things of this world, make us go in the way of thy commandments and set our affection on things above. Be with thy servants in every place that will declare thy word without compromise, without fear of man, without regard to popular opinion. Heavenly Father, bless them, protect them, and deliver them, and open the word of God to them that they might behold wondrous things out of it. And in turn, teach thy people those things. And we pray for thy saints that they will remain faithful in the face of persecution and the cost of discipleship, that they will remember that thou art a great king, and they will bring their very best unto thee, as we seek to do this day. Father, we thank thee and bless thee for all that we enjoy, for the beautiful weather that you have given us for several days, for this nation in which we have so much freedom and prosperity. For the health in our lives, for the recovery from sickness, we bless and we praise Thee. For the children You've given us, our believing spouses, the Word of God, and our understanding of it, we thank Thee. You have blessed us abundantly. We are covered and surrounded and filled with blessings. We praise Your holy name. We thank Thee that the true God is revealed to us in the pages of Scripture. He can only be known a little by creation. By providence, by conscience, we thank Thee that You have given us a written revelation that we might know Thee more perfectly. And we delight in Thee. We delight in the fierceness of Thy wrath. We delight in Thy hatred of sin and sinners. And we delight, O Lord, in the love of God that was shed abroad upon us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hear us as we approach Thy holy throne this morning and bless us by the power of the Holy Ghost, through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, that our worship and all that we say and do this day will be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.